1: Hey, this is Mark Treichel, and this is another short take podcast on liquidity risk. It is February 27th, Monday of GAC week. I am not attending GAC this week. Instead, spending time with family in Florida, but I digress. NCUA has six priorities on its... Priority letter this year, and I am breaking up our long form podcasts into individual topics. And today's topic is priority number two on liquidity risk. Here is my discussion with Todd Miller, a member of my team, on what's going on at NCUA and in credit unions as it relates to liquidity here in 2023. We're waiting to see what we get from the fourth quarter numbers. We've dealt with some unique situations, seen some unique situations where credit unions are finding themselves in a bit more of a borrowed position, tapping into their federal home loan bank, inflation's taking away from their share growth, and they got a bunch of influx of money during the pandemic that never left, so then they went a little longer, and then what happened when they went a little longer? Either on their asset side, some of that money left in in many institutions, so... Liquidity risk is number two. It's closely linked to interest rate risk. Any thoughts on what NCUA says here in the letter to credit unions on liquidity risk and it being number two this year? I
0: think liquidity risk is going to be a bigger challenge for credit unions in 2023 than it has been at any time, probably in the last 20 or 30 years. Because of all the COVID deposits and the excess deposits, a lot of credit unions were able to kind of put off dealing with their liquidity risk. If you look at cost of funds, they didn't change at all in 2022. They stayed exactly the same. So people let money flow out of their deposit accounts. They supplemented it with borrowed money, non-member deposits. There wasn't really a change in their funding cost. And because they had excess deposits going into 2022, they were able to do that. Come 2023, those excess deposits are gone. They're not going to have the option of just going out and borrowing money. I looked yesterday, the Fed, FHLB, Topeka overnight borrowing rate was 4.54%, a huge cost. If you go out five years, you can make that a little bit lower. A one year advance rate is 5%. But now that they can't sell investments, Cash flows from them are really slow. They can't sell loan participations. Cash flows are very slow. Uh, credit unions are really going to have to sit down and look at their deposit strategy. How much money can we let flow out the door? Or how are we going to set pricing to retain and grow deposits? They're going to be paying up for deposits in 2023. I think there's very few credit unions have excess deposits where they can keep deposit costs down. They're going to have to start paying. And that creates a huge challenge for them on both sides of the balance sheet. I think it's appropriate that NCUA put this as number two because I think it's going to be a very large challenge for many of our credit out there, especially those that still have a little bit of loan demand.
1: Good, good. And that excess loan demand last year, one of the things we talked about and, and was the loan participation being put on on the priority list for the first time, and that's because loan particip- participations were growing so much. Well, when with all the credit unions in your state and down the street are also having some liquidity issues, if you have excess loan demand, it's not so easy to find somewhere to park that demand that's in your credit union. One other thought, Todd, is you're talking about these three things, how it's hard to de-link them. We've had some conversations just privately and then with, with some clients about the fact that liquidity is kind of in a scary situation right now, but it really only ultimately becomes a super problem if your asset quality is so bad that you can't hold those investments or your losses on your loans become so big that it's it kind of cascades on itself and creates bigger liquidity issues. Anything you'd like to add in that regard?
0: yeah and as pcos we've all experienced this when credit have been cut off by the fhlb or other people when your asset quality and capital levels are fine you can raise liquidity it, it might cost you some money but there will be people that will lend you money to the extent you have collateral but as capital levels fall it gets harder and harder to find people that will lend you money and you let your net worth get down into the fours And we shouldn't even talk about net worth. We should talk about gap equity because that's what a lot of your lenders are looking at. They're not looking at your regulatory net worth. They're looking at your gap equity. And that number has fallen pretty significantly in the last year as these rates went up. It went from 9.99 in 2021 to 8.55 in September and I'm sure there's credit unions out there that have seen that number fall from their mid sevens on their FPR and probably down into the fours and fives. But as your gap equity deteriorates, and I'll tell you right now, the FHLB, they actually can't lend to you if that gap equity gets down to zero. Um, so as asset quality causes losses, it does exacerbate all the liquidity issues. And there is a point, and Steve, I, yourself, as problem case officers and DSAs, we've all gotten this call many times that the FHLB and even the Federal Reserve are not lending anybody any more money. So go figure out how you're going to manage liquidity within your own balance sheet, or sometimes we have to just close the doors of those credit unions and merge them away. Our NCUA does have other ways to provide them assistance, but... Liquidity stresses are real, and if asset quality deteriorates, the liquidity stresses just magnify geometrically.
1: Well said, and as I've said elsewhere and say frequently, liquidity doesn't matter until it matters, and that it's the only thing that matters. And it's a little – my other saying relative to liquidity is that it's kind of like oxygen. You breathe and you just kind of do it automatically, but you, you need that air and you need that liquidity. But when that when that air is gone and it's a little harder to breathe, just like liquidity, you notice it very quickly. And that's our take on liquidity as it stands today, February 27th. Tomorrow, we'll, we'll have a short podcast on NCUA's priority letter as it relates to uh, asset quality. This is Mark Treichel.